Watch ye, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 148 and 150 O oh, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights. Praise him, all ye angels of his. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars and light. Praise him, all ye heavens, and ye waters that are above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For he spake the word, and they were made. He commanded, and they were created. He hath made them fast forever and ever. He hath given them a law which shall not be broken. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps. Fire and hail, snow and vapors, wind and storm, fulfilling his word. Mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars. Beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowls. Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the world. Young men and maidens, old men and children, praise the name of the Lord. For his name only is excellent, and his praise above heaven and earth. He shall exalt the horn of his people. All his saints shall praise him, even the children of Israel, even the people that serveth him. Psalm 150 O praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him in his noble acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him in the sound of the trumpet. Praise him upon the lute and harp. Praise him in the timbrels and dances. Praise him upon the strings and pipe. 
Praise him upon the well-tuned cymbals. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the fifth verse of the 23rd chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper, and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name, by which he will be called, the Lord our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that they shall no longer say, as the Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives who brought up and fed and led the descendants of the house of Israel from the north country and from all the countries where I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land. Here ends the first lesson. O virgin of virgins, how shall this be? For neither before thee was there any like thee, nor shall there be after. Daughters of Jerusalem, why marvel ye at me? The thing that ye behold is a divine mystery. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O virgin of virgins, how shall this be? For neither before thee was there any like thee, nor shall there be after. Daughters of Jerusalem, why marvel ye at me? The thing that ye behold is a divine mystery. Here begins the 22nd chapter of the book of Revelation. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp, nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign for ever and ever. Then he said to me, These words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Now I, John, saw and heard these things, and when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. 
Then he said to me, See that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant, and of your brethren the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, Do not steal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to light in the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, raise up, we pray thee, thy power, and come among us, and with great might succor us, that whereas through our sins and wickedness we are sore let and hindered in running the race that is set before us, thy bountiful grace and mercy may speedily help and deliver us. 
through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost now and ever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to all. <clears throat> Tonight in our our last evening prayer before Christmas tide. Uh, tomorrow night we'll read the lessons for uh, the, the Nativity, the you know, Christmas Eve, the Eve of the Nativity. Um, and so tonight we get uh, the you know the conclusion. We get kind of a return back to where we began in one sense, and then we get um, you know the end of the vision in Revelation. But it, I think it's best if we kind of start back in Psalm uh, 148, um, which is uh, kind of these last six psalms in the in the Psalter bring us kind of bring to a conclusion the major themes that have been present throughout the Psalter um, and and re remind us, of course, that this is all fundamentally a, a book of praise, um, of a book of praising God, a book of praises. And so um, Psalm 148 um, and 150 uh, give us a kind of cosmic sweeping vision of, of the praise of God. We have to remember that for the you know the the community that was singing the psalms um largely envisioned itself as um as you know god being the god of their people uh, of their place and their temple and this was you know this is just kind of the the kind of localizing effect that sometimes you know participating in, in a tradition for a long time tends to have um, but we have to remember that from the time of Abraham, when God called Abraham, he did so so that through Abraham's family, there might, God's blessing would go out and be for all nations and really would eventually encompass the whole creation. Um, and so it's through the local that God blesses all, blesses the global. Uh, and so, but, you know, it's easy to kind of obscure that in, in local practice. But what we get in Psalm 148 is an expanding of that vision again, a reminder that the praise of the, the God of Israel is not just the praise of the God of Israel, but a praise of the God of the whole creation, of all that is, all that exists. And so that's why we go through, you know, these sort of echelons of creation and that mimic Genesis 1 and 2. If you go back and kind of look at the order of creation, you'll see here in the order of the, the call to praise, the call to worship, there's a mirroring effect between the you know the, the different sort of orders of creation the heavens and the earth the sea and the land the then um, then and then the creatures of the sea and the creatures of the land the creatures of the air uh, and even the waters of the sea uh, and then the various echelons of humanity you know the rulers and the kings and princes and, and nations and peoples and then every man and woman every Ad son of Adam and daughter of Eve. Um, and all of these, all that is created is bound together in this corporate act of worship. And it's 
uh, made so by the, the presence of the king whose throne is in the midst there. Um, and that, you know, we, as we've talked about before, our notions as, of kingship are hopelessly kind of skewed as American um, Christians um, because we don't know what kingship is like. Um, but, you know, there's this idea that we have to remember in the imagination of the, you know, of, of the, the Psalms and of the Old Testament, especially that the, the, you know, the king being on the rightful king being on the throne um, was kind of the heartbeat of the whole kingdom. I mean, if there was health there at the heart, there would be health in the body. And if there was sickness at the heart, there would be sickness in the body. Um, and so you have the king kind of vicariously represent the whole people. And because the good king, who is the Lord, sits on his throne in the midst of the people, all of creation kind of moves harmoniously in the orbit of that throne. And this is exactly the image we, you know, we, we see beginning to unfold in the lessons. In Jeremiah's lesson, we see, you know, Jeremiah's lesson goes out to a people who have been sent into exile um, and who have been dashed to pieces as a kingdom. Their kingdom has been stripped away from them and has been annihilated by another kingdom who has claimed that their God is the real God, because why would your God let your let his people um, and, the, and his temple get decimated? So it, he must not be the real God. Um, and that this king who is to come will be known as the Lord, will be the Lord himself will be the king of his people and will sit in their midst and there will be no interruption to this. And so we see in the Psalm 148, the kind of prayer, the expression of prayer that mirrors the prophecy in Jeremiah 23, where we see that they, that they look for the king who will come and when seated on his throne will order the whole cosmos in the right way. Um, and this is the vision we get in Revelation 22. And it's important to kind of uh, kind of see how all things are gathered together in Revelation 22 after the dismantling and the melting of all the world's corrupted systems of, of existing. Um, in the previous chapters of Revelation, we see here in the end um, all things uh, moving in their in their harmony with each other and all things moving in their proper order. And you see the language here, if we pick up from where we read last night in, Psalm, in Revelation 21 and continuing into 22, um, we see that uh, the rest in this vision of, of, of God is sitting, the, the Lord, our righteousness, the king, the promised king sitting in the midst of his creation. All of creation has has been ordered around his kingship and has been has been uh, has been harmonized to his kingship. And so you but you have that going and kind of gathering all the goodness that has been through all of history. You know, Jesus himself being the beginning and the end kind of holds all things together in himself. And so. What does this orderly, harmonious creation look like around the king? It looks like um, Jerusalem, where Jerusalem is actually faithful. It looks like the Garden of Eden, where no one is exiled anymore, um, except those who have departed from it. Um, and But its gates are always open. And so people are always welcome in as long as they will come into the city of the king and acknowledge the king. Um, and so you have this, you have the image of the, of Jerusalem restored after its destruction in Jeremiah. You have the image of, of Eden again, set as the crown of creation to mimic, to mimic Psalm 148 and 150. So what we see here is that no good thing is lost, um, when the king sits on his throne and that the goodness of Eden is not actually lost. The goodness of Eden has been maintained and preserved in the person of its creator, in the person of its sustainer. And the goodness of Jerusalem is not lost, but that it has been preserved and sustained in the person of the God who sat in its midst. And so when Jesus sits enthroned at the end of the age, um, he brings all good things with him. And that's what we're meant to see there in that vision. 
that Eden is not lost. Jerusalem is not lost. The whole temple creation as God intended it to be is not lost. And that when he sits on his throne again, all good things will be set in their place. And, you know, all those who are found in Christ will be found there with him in the midst of all that goodness. So um, it's a reminder for us as we approach Christmas and the welcoming of our Lord again, that though his coming means calamity for the world, it means for his people, um, the making right and the making new of all things, including us. So there's a tremendous vision of hope for us to embrace this evening. Continuing with our intercession. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, by Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for being here tonight. Happy Advent for the last day. Hope you all have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thanks to Aaliyah, my co-leader tonight. <laughs> thank you so much. But, yeah, so, thank you. Happy Advent. Thank you. Happy Advent, everybody. Bye, Rachel. Bye.